Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. And I'm, I'm in the book of Luke, chapter number 23. We've been all over the resurrection of late and uh, preaching about the resurrection and what the resurrection means and what it's done. And, and so we've... Uh, <clears throat> We've uh, uh, covered that pretty extensively, and we nearly, and most everyone does this time of the year. We even jumped out of our norm Sunday school and jumped over there and caught the, uh, the resurrection, and, and that's good. I'm, a, I'm for that. We need, probably need to preach on that more than we do because the true gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ for the sin of the world. That is the gospel. That is the gospel, and that's what he told us to preach Preach the gospel, preach the word. And if we preach another gospel, he said, Paul said, let him be accursed if we preach another gospel. That's strong language. I'm in Luke 23 this morning, about verse number 39. No, no, about. That's where I'm going to be. Verse 39 through, I think I told Brother Wade through 42, but I need to get 43 in there as well. Luke chapter number 39. We're going to preach about something that happened post. Or, or pre, not pre, post, pre, uh, well, during. It's not pre. Th this happened during the crucifixion of Christ. And it was a bloody ordeal. And it was a painful ordeal. I think that uh, we say the crucifixion, sometimes we say it so quick and fast that it really we don't, it doesn't have any meaning to us. We need to understand what the crucifixion was. But I think one of the greatest miracles that, hmm, I felt him right there. I think that one of the greatest miracles that was recorded in the Word of God transpired in this passage of Scripture right here during the crucifixion of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, the only begotten Son of God, God manifest in the flesh, by the way, that's who he is. He's God. I'm not confused about that. That don't scare me. I'm, uh, he, I know who he is. Praise God. How you know? Because I met him. That's how I know. You don't know anybody you hadn't met, but when you meet them, be introduced, then you can say, I know them. You found Luke 23 and 39. Let me hear you say amen. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. In other words, he don't believe he's who he said he was. Then we have verse 40 that says, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, right here is where business picked up and everything changed. Lord, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. 
And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Father, I love you, and I thank you for letting me be here today, Lord, and it's a joy. And I thank you for the spirit that I feel in my soul, for the chance to be in church again, for these that have come out, God, to hear the word of God and to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. And God, no doubt in a congregation this size, someone's sitting here today. They're unsure, they're unsettled, they're unsaved. God, they need to know today. They need to make sure today. They need to surrender to you today. I'm praying, God, they be surrendered like the thief. I'm praying you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me inside the bounds of the writ. Help me be accurate in the scripture and save somebody today for your glory. And God, touch the saint of God today with encouragement in the word of the king. We pray and ask it in Jesus, our king's name. Amen. And amen. I like the way that God births uh, messages. Been a few weeks ago, I was scanning through, I was watching some videos. I don't know what blog, book, page I was on. I don't know. Had a bunch of videos up. There's several preachers on this thing preaching. I come across a Scottish man who was delivering a message to, and I, if I understood it right, it was to a room full of other preachers. And this man from Scotland was preaching, and I've, I wish I could use his brogue this morning, but it, it, just, it just made it more appealing to me when I heard him speaking. And he was speaking about, the uh, well, he just, he just mentioned in the message the thief on the cross, and he, the, the one particular thief, there's two, by the way, and he said something that, that stirred my spirit, and I've been wanting to preach this ever since I heard it. And I was in revival last week, and God shut me down. He wouldn't, he, I, I couldn't preach it there. So it, I, I'm satisfied it's for the first Free Will Baptist Church this morning, and I want to preach on this on this, thoughts of a thief. Thoughts of a thief. This is sim uh, thought is simply the process of thinking. You understand that. The action or the process of thinking. So this is the message, the title this morning is this, thoughts of a thief. As an introduction, I want us to recognize that, 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 that we find two thieves in this particular passage. In, Mark, in the book of Matthew and in the Bark, book of Mark, here's what you'll find. You'll find a record by those writers of both thieves railing on the Lord. Both of them had something negative to say. It started out with them not recognizing Christ for who he was. And they were, they were going along. And this is what got me. Here's two men that's dying and they're going along with what the very ones went along with that was crucifying Jesus in the first place. They didn't have anything positive to say about the Lord. We see two thieves. We see one railing or both railing to begin with, but then we see here in Luke one receiving. The railing had had. And stopped. It had been. It, it had. It had ceased. 
He wasn't railing anymore. No, he was... He was looking for something he ain't never had before. We see two thieves. I want to get a hold of this this morning or want you to. And I pray I'm not getting out on a limb and cutting it off. But we not only see the two thieves, but we see two conditions right here. And I think if there's a picture in the Bible of election and free will, I see it in this passage. Do you believe in the election? Yes. Do you believe in a limited atonement? No. Do you believe in the free will of man? That's why I'm a free will Baptist pastor. I believe that you have a will that God gave to you. Well, I don't see that right here. Let me show you. Let's point it out to you right here real quick. What's the election? Well, there's two men there. Both of them have a will to do whatever they want to do. Where's the election? One, one done this. He changed his mind and he sought Christ. And the moment you change your mind and seek Christ, you know what you become? Part of the elect. What is he? What do we have here? We have one, praise God, that was, he didn't, he didn't win his election. He was defeated before he ever opened his mouth and won that because of his will toward Christ, he was put in to the body of the elect. If you're here today, you've been born again by the grace of God, been baptized by the spirit of of God into the body of Christ, then my friend, may I say to you with all assurance today, you have made the, you have won the election. But if you're sitting here today and you never chose Christ, you have a will to do that or you have a will not to do that. You know what I see? That most men die as they live. They either choose that or they choose not to receive that. So we have here, we have two conditions. We have election and we have this free will right here on two separate crosses. One of the best messages I ever heard Kenny Lane preach Kenny preached here one night on which thief are you? I never forgot that message. I'm telling you, that's very profound. That is a thought. So here we have, we have two thieves, one railing, one receiving. We have two conditions, election and free will. One got both conditions and one went out of here unconditioned. But we have two destinations. In this place, Jimmy Pleasant, we see this. We see one being received up with Christ into paradise. No soul sleep here. This, this knocks soul sleep in the head. Some of the old bluegrass songs, mama's asleep up under the pines and one day God will wake her up. I'm telling you, if mama was born again, she's as awake today as she's ever been. She just parked the vehicle she was traveling around in, stepped out of that thing, slammed the door, and she's just waiting on the new model. She has her, she has her knowledge, her mind, her ability, praise God, 
I drive around in that car, but that car is not me. When I get out of my car, it is useless. She so what 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 runs the car? The thing that thinks, that sees, that drives, that goes. Who's that? That'd be me. We see that in this. Then we see the other thief, and, and, and that one's caught up today. He didn't have to wait. Wasn't a probationary period. There is no purgatory to be prayed out of. That's, that's false doctrine. That's not in the Word of God. Anybody teaching, that's teaching you a lie. That's not in the Bible. Now, you can find one of these Bibles that they wrote. So we're watching the news this morning. Just a clip before I got turned over to my preachers. Walked in there. They some nut job talking to somebody on, on, on a news program. And, and it, it's very obvious by looking at her, it's a woman. But she said, I choose to be non-binary. Pat said, so let me get this straight. That means you're nothing. That's what I'd say. I said, I'm going to use that. That's too good to leave late. Listen, what does that mean? I'm non-binary. That means you're nothing. Because I tell you what everybody in this room is, you're a man or you're a woman one way or the other and that's it and there ain't no change in it. You can cut off, catch on, do whatever you want to do and it'll never change the fact that down in you, praise God, God made you what he wanted you to be. So I don't like that kind of preaching. That's why it's not standing room only. I accepted that fact a long time ago. I'm, I'm not in a popularity contest. I'm in here to preach the gospel. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And the only way you're going to know the truth is by hearing of the word. So what happened to the other thief? He went to hell. I don't say, I don't say that uh, to be abrasive. As a matter of fact, I'm a little broken hearted over it that somebody that far back, from that far back, that's dying without Christ and going to hell. Did you find it in Luke 16? You don't like it? Take the Bible, read it for yourself. It's the Word of God. And you find that, but you find one that he didn't go there. Why? Because he's the elect. Now, my introduction's probably going to be longer than my message. I don't know. It could be. So let's say this, well not let's say, let's let the Bible say what it says. So we know according to the word of God, according to Jesus, if Jesus said it, you can take it to the bank. Hey, listen, that's as good as it gets. So let's say this, let's say this, Brother Jimmy. Let the Bible say what it says, and that very day, it being in the evening, now, we know Jesus was crucified at 9 a.m., come off the cross at 3. And why is that? That's because there's a lamb roasted every morning in Jerusalem at 9 a.m. and one killed at 3 p.m. They've done that every day. It smelled like a continual barbecue in the city of Jerusalem because there's always roasting a lamb. They was roasting a lamb that day, but the real lamb was hanging on a cross. And so during that period of time, this transpires. I'm not going to preach on the seven cries and, and try to put all that in order this morning, but I want us to understand that during this period of time, 
somewhere in that time, this thief says, and I think it to be prior to the darkness. Now, I'm not going to fight with you over that. But the thief says, Lord, remember me. It all begins with him recognizing who he's speaking to. Until you recognize him as God, you're never going to call on him and ask him for anything because if he's not God, he can't do what he said he could do. And here he says, just remember, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus answered and said unto him, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. So here's a, if that's, if that's prior, stay with me, if that's prior to the darkness. Now in the darkness, he's going to cry, my God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? God's going to turn the lights out on the world. He's going to put him in darkness. There's a lot in that right there. But then it comes up. So we would say that in a, in a three-hour period right there, we, we would say this, that before, before this guy died, Jesus died. It's important that before this guy died, Jesus died. Why? Because this guy was a sinner. But he recognized what he was. If you don't know that today, I'm praying God will show you that. That unless you've been born again, friend, you're still in that category. You've not made it to the saints. You're the ain'ts. And here it is in that period of time. So Jesus dies before he does. Now Jesus, Jesus was put in the tomb. And in the tomb, in the tomb, that same day before the night fell, because it was a day of holy convocation, before the night fell, I believe, well, Jesus said he's going to be in the heart of the earth. As soon as the stone, as soon as they sealed up the stone, I believe Jesus got up. He had some things to do. So the new day began at 6 p.m. in the evening. So somewhere between, stay with me, don't fall asleep on me just yet. I ain't been preaching that long. About 20 minutes. So between that time, so we know between 3 and 6, a new day would have began at 6 o'clock in the p.m. Their day begin at 6 to 6 a.m. So is there, was how they started. We do from midnight to midnight. So the day would have began. So in that time, today, he's going to have to fall within that period. They've locked Christ in the tomb. Everybody with me? They've locked Christ in the tomb. or the, the, They sealed the tomb. They didn't lock him in. They couldn't keep him in. But, but they sealed the tomb. That's the word the Bible uses. They sealed Christ in the tomb. So here's Jesus in the tomb. And the thief's buried somewhere. But in that same day, when did Christ present the blood? Well, sometime, sometime, Jesus presented the blood to the Father. I don't know the exact time. But I, 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 if he's going to be there, we know this from the book of Ephesians, that he he. What is it that he ascended? But first he descended into the lower parts of the earth and he led captivity captive. What is that? That is those that have died under a sacrifice in the Old Testament. They died in faith. How, somebody had to lead them out. The rich man is a prime example of that in Luke 16 when he is in Abraham's bosom. It's a place of pleasure and comfort. But Jesus is about to lead that thing out because paradise is about to move. 
Paradise moved for you, didn't it? Huh? Before you knew Christ, before, before you were saved, where, where was your heart? Where was your love? It was this. We consider this place paradise. But paradise moved for us when we met Christ. Because to live is Christ, but to die, Brother Cliff, is gain. We know that dying's gain. Bear with me. So we know that in the presence of God, in paradise of God, in the, in the abode of God, the third heaven, this thief winds up that day. That day. Within that three-hour window, if it's going to be today, Jesus can't lie. So if he's going to be today, somewhere from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., that thief makes it to glory. And Jesus is leading a whole bunch out with him. There's two or three of you getting this. The rest of you still, your wheels are spinning. You'll get it after a while. And let's, let's ask this thief a question. I'm trying to preach on thoughts of a thief. You see, when this thing began on Calvary, the thief's thinking one way. But before it's over, he's, his mind's been changed. He, he's thinking another way now. Is anybody with me? So this thief, this thief goes from thinking wrong to thinking right. That's how God helps us. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We go from thinking wrong to thinking right. What do you think? What the Bible said. They got Billy Graham and that, and that Sam Donaldson. You remember him? Left-wing liberal. He's interviewing, he's interviewing Billy Graham one time, and every time he'd say something, Billy'd say, well, the Bible says. And he'd give him the word. It frustrated this newsman. He got all bent out of shape. You could tell, tickle me to death. He got all bent out of shape, and he looked at him, and he said, hey, he said, I want to know what Billy thinks, not what the Bible thinks. He said, it don't matter what Billy thinks because Billy thinks what the Bible says. Amen. He said, let's just go to a commercial break. He had lost all. He knew he was out of control. So his thinking has changed. But there's some things I don't believe he ever thought of when he made it to glory. Let's interview the thief quickly. When he steps into glory, now I'm not saying someone said this, I'm saying this is a possibility. They could have. I don't want you going out here and saying, Mike McCoy preaching stuff's not in the Bible. No, the preach. How many agree that the, pre that the thief made it to paradise that day? Anybody disagree? If you disagree, hold your hand up. I will to talk to you after church. Okay, we're all in agreement. We're all in agreement that he made it to paradise that day. Jesus is leading captivity captive. Maybe, I believe the blood's been applied, but maybe Jesus is busy somewhere else at the time. Why? Because he can't be everywhere at the same time. He's the God man. He's in a glorified body. He can get anywhere, anytime, any way he wants to. But that's why he sent the Spirit because Jesus couldn't be every place, every time, every moment. 
I've just confused the time out of some people right there. Mr. Thief, I don't know his name. Mr. Former Thief, Mr. who at one time was a thief, can I ask you a question? Do you know, do you know about the propitiation of Christ? You know what he would have said? What's that? There's no record of that yet. That part of the book's not been written. Mr. Former Thief, do you know about propitiation? And here, let me define that for you in layman's terms. It means this, to propitiate is an, an atoning victim. One who propitiates is an atoning victim. There's only one that can do that. It also means this. When, figuratively, it means this. The lid of the ark. Obviously, there's some in here today that don't know what propitiation is. It means the lid of the ark. Why? Because it was the place that pre-Jesus crucifixion. It was the place that the blood was applied it was a shadow of the real that was in heaven and the blood was put on the mercy seat and the mercy seat covered the law and if you remove the mercy seat and looked on the law, the letter killeth, the law would kill you but the, the mercy seat covered it up and that blood said you don't have to worry about the law. Why? Because there's blood between you and the law on the mercy seat. You know what Jesus done? He ascended one time into the holy place and he put the blood on the mercy seat. Brother thief, former thief, do you know Anything about propitiation? No. I know nothing about propitiation. Can't even say it. I don't know what that I don't know what that means. Or can I can I ask you another question? Do you know about justification? In the New Testament, justification means this acquittal. Acquitted. Not guilty. Do you know anything about justification? Brother? No. I know nothing of justification. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what propitiation means. I don't know what justification means. Well, how about this? How about this, brother? Do you know about redemption? That means ransom in full. He would have said no. You see, Paul hadn't written Ephesians yet. 
and the understanding of redemption wasn't even in the mind of a lost man hanging on a cross. So we've asked him three questions. Can I throw one more in there just because we're going to have one tonight? Do you know anything about baptism? Well, John was baptizing, but I don't know what it meant. Well, you don't know much. No, but I know enough. Because there's some of you in here today been saved a long time. If I was asked you to define propitiation or justification or redemption, you'd have said, I don't know. He didn't know. Where's, by the way, where's he at? Paradise with God. So someone, Brother Sean, someone might have said, well, how did you get here? Because you don't know nothing. You don't know that, that he was the propitiation for your sin. You don't know that he justified you. He was, he was buried for your offenses and he was raised for your justification. You don't know that. You don't know that you were redeemed by his blood. You don't understand what all that's about. All the thief on the cross could have said who wasn't on the cross anymore. Brother, no. Well, how did you get here? Here's how I got here. There was a man between me and the other thief. And when we railed on him, he didn't rail back. And when we were cussing the soldiers, and I'm sure they were, if they were railing on Christ, they wasn't letting the soldiers get by scot-free that's putting the pins and the nails in their hands. Hey, while they, while they was nailing us, they was nailing him. And you know what I heard him say while they was nailing him to the tree? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Why? Why would anybody say that? When they was nailing him to an old wood, wouldn't mean. Why would anybody say, Father, forgive him? Who was it? It's that man in the middle. So I, here's what I've done. I heard the word that he spoke. says it means to pay attention to it to heed to pay attention you know what he done he heard him say it and he paid attention to what he said 
Well, what happened after you, after you heard him speak and you, you heeded to what he had to say? He healed my stripes. He was healed with his stripes. How could that ravaged body do anything for anybody? Somehow, somehow I knew that this wasn't the end of that man. You see, he wasn't dying because of what he'd done. Because he had done nothing amiss. He was dying because of what I'd done. Because I'd done a lot amiss. And there's no guile found in him. I use this scripture a lot. He's holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. Who is that? That'd be Jesus. What'd he do? He died for our place. Who was that? That was the man in the middle. Can I tell you? He's still in the middle today. Well, I don't understand that. Well, Jim sings the song in the middle of it all. There was Jesus. But really, Jesus is in a fixed place right now. And now his spirit in the middle of it all is there's Jesus by the spirit of God. But Jesus, the fullness of the Godhead, what? Bodily. Bodily. You know what that means? That means he's in a body. He's the fullness of a Godhead in a body. We got a God man in heaven speaking on our behalf. He's still in the middle. There's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Where's he at? He's still in the middle. So here's what it is. You got a free will to choose what you're going to do today. If you choose the right way, you'll be part of the elect. But he won't make you do it. There was a, uh, there's a boy following, Billy Graham was in, in Glasgow and he was preaching a series of meetings. There's a young reporter following him around and uh, he's an unbeliever. He just, he didn't have much for it. But he had to report on the story. Well, he ran into a friend of his. And the friend said this. He said, well, what are they preaching down there at that meeting? What are they doing? And the young guy, the young reporter said this. He said, here, well, here's what they're preaching. They're preaching that Jesus died for me and my sin. And that guy said, really? He said, yeah. He said, oh, is that all? Yeah, they're preaching that. Jesus died for me. And he asked him a third time and he said, well, that's, that's just what they're preaching, that Jesus died for all and, and he died for me. And he said, about that time, the Holy Ghost come by. So that boy started weeping and he said, oh my, it's true. It's true. What's true about it? Jesus died for me. (laughs) He died for me. He said at that moment, 
That boy bent his knee, bowed his head, called upon the name of the Lord under conviction, and God gloriously saved him right there as he was trying to explain to a lost friend what was being preached down at the meeting. Do you think like a thief? Because here's, here's the reality of it. All of us started out in that same place. You may have been raised in church. You may have been raised and you may have heard the words, but you didn't know what propitiation was until you tasted it in Christ. You don't know, you didn't know what real justification was. Till he delivered you from your offenses and you seen that he raised for your justification. Just as if you'd never sinned. You'd never done that. You're just like a thief. So can I ask you, what you thinking this morning? Play something around. Well, I'm just got, got it good enough, preacher. I'm gonna look, I know. I'm just gonna skate right through. No, you won't. Randy said it before I ever got up to preach. Jesus said, you must be born again. You won't get there any other way. You won't get there because you're a free will Baptist or a Calvinist. It don't matter if you believe in limited atonement and the five points of the tulip and you've got all that nailed down and you've got it convinced of that in your heart or if you're a free will Baptist, believe in the possibility of apostasy and, 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 you, and you've got that nailed down and you believe that in your heart, it, it, those, when it comes right down to the end of the road, neither one of those is going to matter. Not going to matter. If somebody asked me, Paul Phillips, how did you get here, Mike? I'm going to say there was a man in the middle. And he said, if I believe on him, I could come. I believed on him. And I got elected. Have you ever believed on him? You know that song? That's the right one to sing. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.